This is a Mortarbox Media Podcast. For more podcasts and to learn how we can help you create your own, visit mortarboxmedia.com. Welcome once again to Chill Filtered, the podcast where we drink whiskey so you don't have to, but you probably should. Today we are drinking what I would think, uh, first glance, uh, is a gimmicky whiskey, and we'll get into that as always in a second, but first, here's a good way to support us. Follow us on Instagram. Uh, we are, handle or whatever they call it these days is um, Chill Filtered Podcast, and yeah, so we've been having some really good interaction with uh, some of our listeners and it's been really fun to kind of keep up with them and to kind of just throw out some questions for example like our what whiskey would you choose Wednesday where we take uh, the the two whiskeys that or I almost called you Adam that Robbie and I uh, choose (laughs) and kind of kind of like uh face off on those and see who wins and i'm actually not sure who won this week and i'll we'll wait until that segment of the show but i think it was pretty close this week but um that's one way you can support us is by following us on instagram as always there's patreon there's facebook and those are the big three and um and then one of the other things is that I am planning uh, for our patreon supporters to get them some swag soon we have racked up some um you know, money over time with Patreon, and we want to kind of give it back a little bit. So we'll give you guys some, uh, I was thinking like stickers or um, things like that where you can get the logo and maybe even, if we're lucky, get some like uh, etched glasses. Uh, so hopefully that'll go. Here's a great way to support us on patreon.com monetarily, and you can get some stuff back too. So check it out. It's uh, patreon.com slash chillfiltered. And uh, so that's the business. Here's the podcast. Robbie, how is everything? Um, wow, everything. That's that you went a lot deeper and a lot bigger than I thought you would have there. I was just expecting to talk about my week. Um, so <laughs> I'll neglect global politics and the state of affairs, but uh personally speaking, things are good. It's been a pretty good week. Um life's good. It's kind of funny. Tonight is a little different. Uh my oldest daughter is at her like ski night for her school so it's like she's amara's doing yeah she's doing her first time ever skiing um like her first time away from us without like a family member or somebody that we can like call or text right like hey everything going okay that's big it is big so you know it's funny because uh i had someone from like our school district union call me earlier and I was like, I don't know this number. I picked up right away and like for whatever reason the guy was kind of out of breath and like seemed like it was urgent and I was like oh what happened to Amara? And he's like, hey, you, well, you notice you haven't paid your union dues yet. And I was like, oh, okay, uh, well, never mind. So, dude gave me a heart attack for no reason. But uh, so uh-huh. she's off doing that. Uh, you know, it's been a pretty good week. Sun's starting to come out a little bit. It's like we have kind of like late February kind of weather right now, which is real nice. Oh, uh, that's great. Yeah, I've been playing outside with the girls a little bit. And uh, yeah, so it's been pretty fun. Kids are... Although I say that, but uh, the girls are starting to get a little bit sick, so that always oh. knocks things down a notch. And uh, but yeah, so anyway, no, something's going good. around. There's it's and just I, that and time I know of year. it's not the coronavirus, but um, something else is going around too. Yeah, the Bud Light virus, Ooh, the Modelo yeah, exactly. virus. Ooh, yeah, there you go, Modelo. the Dosaki virus. <laughs> yeah, I don't I know would... any other cervezas. I went straight, yeah, my, I'm such a dummy. I went straight to domestic when it should have been Mexican beers. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. So. But you finished it well. I, yeah, I, yeah. Got it on the backside there. Yeah. No, life yeah. is good, man. It's a, I, I will say this though. Oh, um, it has been a weird week in my classroom. Like kids really? are just, yeah, kids are acting up left and right. Like Mr. Dedlow had to put the smack down a couple of times, just verbally speaking. Just like, yeah. hey, listen, you need to knock this off. Like, you have to behave. And, uh, you know, so. But I, got, I, have such, I have such an awesome classroom. Like, my kids are, they're so, so sweet and so cute. And I'd be like, listen, this is not okay. Would you want someone to do this to you? And they're like, oh, tears. Like, no. I'm, like, I'm sorry. I'm like, okay, we can move on now, you know, so. No, it's been an inter- interesting week. A little bit of ups, a little bit of downs, but you know, things are good. I'm super excited yeah. to be recording and hanging out and yeah. 
Yeah, looking forward to getting to this whiskey here. It's been a good whiskey week, too. Really yes. good whiskey week. Do we want to get into really that a little bit? For both of us. Yeah, so I guess I'll go first. Yeah. Um, on Monday this week, so I shamelessly sign up friends and family in Virginia for the statewide Alcoholic Beverage Control Board uh, lottery for special bottles. And the most recent um, three bottles that I signed up to have the opportunity to purchase if I won them Mm -hmm. uh, were William Leroux Weller, George T. Stagg, and I believe Thomas H. Handy, all of the antique collection. Mm -hmm. And this whole year I've been signing up for pretty much every single um, time they put a few bottles on, I'll sign up. And, And meanwhile, I'm not just signing up me and a few people. I literally have... 19 friends and family that I sign up. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> That's the so it gives me a little better chance uh, to at least win one bottle. And I do yeah. the math too. I'm like, what were my chances of, you know, like, and I'll, I'll be like, it's 25% chance I win at least one bottle or like stuff like that. <laughs> you um, and I are so different. Monday, yeah. You, yeah. Like you exactly. do the math on it. I just sign people. I'm like, I signed someone up. I got a good chance. Like, <laughs> but you yeah. do the math on it. Like, it's okay. We'll see. Yeah. But this year has been a lot crazier than previous years because, um, there's a lot more people signing up. Uh, and so, yeah, this year I didn't get anything at all. Like, and normally I would just get, I would get a few here and there. Um, but then on Monday I get two emails uh, concerning George T. Stagg. So mm-hmm. I just uh, got the opportunity to purchase two bottles of George T. Stagg. Yes, already sir. talked to the friends and they're happy to go pick it up for me. I'm sending them the money. And um, yeah, so two, 2019 George T. Stagg's in the... Uh, whiskey cabinet now so that's awesome see now that makes me feel better because uh, my so I do similarly I do the same thing with um, my mother-in-law and like family members Mm -hmm. and stuff like that and um, my mom is awesome my mom is so cute like she's like you could consider her borderline a teetotaler at times like she doesn't drink anything like that but she loves to make her little boy happy and sign up for whiskey lotteries Uh, but uh, my wife uh, Chelsea she uh, won the lottery to buy the 2019 George T. Stag as well. So when, yeah, yeah, and so like for her, it's it's a little bit like, hey, like that's that's kind of a nice bottle. We need to hold on to that. So we're kind of, like the hope is like we're gonna save that. I told her for the next time Nebraska wins a national championship, and she's like, Robbie, we want to drink it sometime in our lifetime. And I was like, shut up. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know, it's gonna be that's it'll probably that'll probably be like. Uh, you know, wedding reception for one of the girls kind of bottles. So then you win too. And I'm like, well, one of those bottles means that we probably don't have to open up that bottle yet. And Chelsea exactly. can stay happy. So that's awesome. I'm yeah. very okay with that. Yeah. Yeah. Good whiskey week there. Um, yeah. Also, do you have anything else you want to say about those stag bottles? No, I am just stoked that I got two of them. Okay. Yeah. And so you texted me Monday, right? And you're like, dude, yeah. it was like three o'clock. something like that. And you're like, I got some George cheese tags. I'm like, that's awesome. And then we're having dinner and, uh, I get a phone call and it's a random, random number. So my college allowed to go to voicemail. Listen to my voicemail a couple minutes later. I'm like, Chelsea, I just won the lottery. She's like, well, which lottery did you win? And like, <laughs> it, uh, so I'm like, dude, we just won uh high West, uh, midwinter nights dram. And, she was yeah. like, is that good? And I'm like, that is great. So I'm super excited. Went and picked that bottle yeah. up and it was awesome. The cool thing about that. So I go into the liquor store and one of the guys, I'm, you know, starting now that, you know, we're doing the, I'm doing the podcast. Like I have reason, like I just visit liquor stores whenever yeah. I buy them now, you know, and for uh, sure. so kind of made a connection to this one liquor store that I got the bottle from. And, uh, the guy that's working is like, Hey, you know, so-and-so I think his name's Steven. I'm, I'm the worst with the names. I'll remember his face, but he's like, yeah, he, oh, he was looking at that bottle. And he's like, Oh, how many more people do we have to go through before that becomes open? You know? And I was like, well, I was like, and I talked to this guy earlier and he'd won a bottle of evil rare 17 this year. Ooh. So I'm kind of hoping to, you know, trade four ounces for four ounces and uh, do that. And then, uh, hopefully, you know, get a couple extra and another extra episode out of that bottle and trade up. So or trade across. Yeah. So super excited. Good whiskey week. Yeah. 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 Seriously. Hey, yeah. and then we also had one of our listeners um, uh, known on uh, Instagram as mad, Ta- mad town marketer. Uh, also his name is Ben. And Ben, uh, we mentioned him on a previous episode, but he uh, was able to uh, work with the courier with us. 
and send us a sample uh, of uh, I forget the exact uh, Jefferson's Grand Selection um, uh, special variety, but it's like a really good one, and I'm really excited about that. And thank Pichon you, Baron. Pichon Baron. Hey, I'm down. So yeah, thanks Ben for doing that. Uh, yeah, yeah, if anyone else so much. like, yeah, if anyone else feels like you know sending us some goodies, we've. It's not our first rodeo in that department. Hit us up on Instagram and we'll show you what we can do for you as well. Um, yeah, so, for sure. Yeah. Um, we won't say no. You will exactly. not get rejected. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, Someone shows awesome. up, they're like, I got so Jack, much. you need Jack? Or we're like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I'm an easy whiskey lover. I, I won't say no, but. Uh, yeah, yeah. Anyway. Um, I also, funny thing about me this week, I started a diet for the first time in my life. <laughs> 29 years old and doing my first diet. Oh, see, Cole, I've been And I'm waiting. not like, oh, Cole, I gotta, I gotta stop you for a sec because I've been waiting for this because, you know, so you're 29. I'm 10 years older than you. Yeah. Um, yeah. Every time we hang out with you, I'm like, I'm very well aware of the fact that my metabolism is slower than yours. Like, you know, and so like, just and it's funny to me because you, as an older guy, you always kind of wait for the younger guys to be like, "Oh, yeah. I got I to do something here." So sorry to laugh at you, but my old man, no. my old it is old my man time. years are showing, and I am uh, I'm reveling in someone else's uh, <laughs> succumbing to the years. So yep. anyway, started the diet. Yeah, because you were. I mean, like you look fine to me, and I know you exercise quite a bit. Um, but yeah. I exercise so I don't get huge, but I'm yeah. no, no spring chicken. <laughs> yeah. I think, I mean, you were, I mean, like you, I wouldn't say you're overweight in any way, but you were also like probably my metabolism when you were my age when oh, I was yeah. younger too. Yeah. yeah. You were very yeah, yeah. skinny. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. I mean, we're both, you know, not overweight in any way. I mean, I'm like pretty on point for my probably like body mass index or whatever mm-hmm. um but i my, i'm getting disproportional is why i care <laughs> um, my belly is starting to stick out a little bit oh, and yeah. i'm like i don't like that one bit so we're doing like this we had a friend recommend it and they had really mm-hmm. good success with it which is like i don't know it's uh, i hate the vegan word but it's it's vegan for now mm-hmm. and i'm only gonna go okay. like three weeks on this thing so i'm not like not super stoked about the things that I'm eating right now. Yeah. Um, but I've lost a few pounds already, so nice. it's been good. Um, but I just hope it pays off pretty quick because um, <laughs> I miss bikini season's around the corner. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so it's been a good week, though. I had a big presentation today that went really well at work. Oh, good. And yeah, so that was good. And yeah, enjoying life. I'm so, really excited about Boise in oh, a month yeah. and a half. That's a month and fun. a two-thirds. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. yeah, that's getting close. Yeah. Getting close. Um, So going back to your diet, um, yeah. my, you know, I don't have the best genetics. My dad, you know, was, my family has, my mom and dad both have a history of like stomach area cancers and things like that. And when my dad uh-huh. got, uh, he had diabetes and then he ended up getting pancreatic cancer and before he passed yeah. away. But uh, when that stuff kind of hit, uh, Chelsea and I, we went like a plant-based diet. And I tr- I went as close to vegan as I could. Like eggs was hard. Like I kept eating eggs. And I think that was like, kind of yeah. a big thing. But yeah, cheese is hard to give up. Um, yeah. You know, but yeah, cheese is hard to give up. And then uh, what else was, oh, and I just craved like processed meats like i think like it wasn't like a steak or it wasn't like a chicken sandwich it was like i want hot dogs i don't know that was the weirdest thing. yeah that's what so, i was I thinking i was just like pepperoni right now i could go just, yeah it was funny I, I, I'll, I'll have to try to remember but there's a couple like super processed um vegetarian vegan things where i was like i remember i would fit in there every once in a while to kind of get that that craving but yeah no, that's good. I mean, I think it's good. I think it's good to, I think no matter what diet you choose, when you do a diet where it's like, I am, I am very conscious of what I'm eating. I think you're going to do better no matter what, you know? And yeah. When you, really th- when you really think about like food as fuel and think about what you're putting into your body, I think that's the best, best way to go in general. So. Yeah. 
Yeah, and that's been good. And I've actually slowed down how much I eat too. Uh, This Mm -hmm. diet that we're on is kind of like no limits in terms of how much you can eat. Okay. Uh, But the fact is I'm eating much more reasonable portions now, which is Mm -hmm. a huge win because that was part of the reason probably because I would just be like, I'm not finishing this meal until I'm stuffed. And and I kind of just felt like I always needed that. So... Yeah. Um, now I'm kind of realizing I don't, which is good. Um, yeah. But my goal weight is like six to eight more pounds, basically. So Nice. So I you can get what? ready for that bikini season. Bikini season. Uh, I think cotton candy is probably vegan too, right? It's just sugar. Yeah. Well, yeah, also, just... the other thing is that we don't eat sugar or process anything. Okay. Well, now there you go. Oh, you should have mentioned that. Yeah, so I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna scrap lame. all my awesome cotton candy recipes for you. And I was about to send them out. Hey, s- send them my way either way. The <laughs> diet's over in a few weeks. <laughs> um, yeah. So is Heather doing it with you too? Yeah, she is. Uh, uh, that's good. Yeah, because yeah, I, th- I think if one of if it's only one of you, that's really hard. Yeah, yeah, that um, would be. Oh, if I watched her eat cheese, I'd just be like, I'm done. Yeah. Yeah. Um, speaking of health stuff too, awesome. We, yeah. uh, Adam is doing really well, which sounds. Yeah, he is. You know, yeah. He texted us with a little group chat there and he texted us saying that um, things are looking better than he was kind of hoping. He, there's no, was it li- kidney or liver? I get those two mixed up. Oh, uh, it was kidney. Yeah. No kidney damage or kidney disease. And mm-hmm. um, he's losing weight and doing well. Oodles so. of weight. Yeah. Oodles of weight. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, so that's awesome. So yeah, it's a good week in general, right? For the Mortarbox Media family. Yeah, seriously. So we're, we're <laughs> happy for Adam. Super happy. Yeah. It's, I mean, basically his doctor was like, we're probably going to have to put you on medication. Mm-hmm. And then his doctor's like, the way your body is reacting to all these great changes you're impl- implementing into your life. Um, yeah, we, we probably won't put you on any medication, at least for the time now, uh, because yeah. you're you're doing great. So that's huge so yeah. we're really excited for adam yeah seriously so yeah good right. good week yeah hey, yeah hey, i'll Cole. take it yeah yeah what are we drinking today we are drinking i was just holding it in my hands we are <laughs> drinking saddler's peaky blinder irish whiskey now this is very interesting and i'll get into the history in a moment but we'll find out some surprising maybe hubba what moments in the <laughs> along the way um but yeah let's take a break now and then uh and then we'll get into the history so here comes the break hey whiskey fans it's your host robbie here i wanted to let you know about another podcast that mortarbox media produces women af is a podcast hosted by three friends who are all entrepreneurs all creative and all you guessed it women i'm not a woman myself but i sure have enjoyed listening to all their episodes the show airs every wednesday and carrie danny and nicole are a blast no matter who you are, they're women AF, and we know that you are too. All right, we're back, chill filtered. We're drinking Saddler's uh, Peaky Blinder Irish Whiskey. Going to get into some of the history, some of the surprising facts I learned along the way regarding this Irish whiskey. Uh, first of all, I want to talk about Saddler's, the company. Uh, So, yeah, first of all, we're drinking an Irish whiskey today. You'd expect the company of origin, one, to be a distillery, a distillery, a distillery, and two, to be an (laughs) Irish distillery. But it is, in fact, neither. Sadler's is uh, more so a British brewery, and it's based out of Lye near Birmingham, England. uh, On their website, it says, quote, in the heart of England's Black country, uh, unquote. Uh, I think that just means like the industrial center of England, especially it's back very, in the day. It's very Robin Hoody, Black Forest. Black is it Black Forest? No, that's black Germany. country. Yeah. Where did Where did Robin Hood hang out? Probably the Black Country. Nottingham. I don't. Hey, sorry, I don't that know. was. That's a bad time to ask a question. So Saddlers, no, Black Country. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So founded in 1861 by. Nathaniel Sadler, and they were known to supply beer for 12 local pubs. So kind of that's what things were back in the day where these breweries weren't just selling to people's houses or the grocery store. They were just selling to the pubs. So 
they supplied 12 pubs in the area with their beer. Uh, they've been around for a while, 150 years at this point, and they're pretty successful. They started their Peaky Blinder line of spirits in, I believe, 2017. That's kind of where it all led. There wasn't much history on this one in terms of like mm-hmm. a lot of facts. Uh, but there is a spiced dry gin, a spiced rum, a huh. Irish whiskey, and a bourbon. Interesting. Huh. Like, how about a what? Yeah. Why would a bourbon be based out of this uh, Birmingham area, England brewery? Yeah. Well, I kind of looked into that a little bit. It looks like they have MGP <laughs> juice that was aged like in America. And it's basically everything was American bourbon. But then they just, you know, took the basically they purchased the finished products and bottled it up with their name on it. Oh, okay. Uh, but it, yeah, it looks like it was MGP. And then the fact is they, you know, they're British or, uh, you know, um, yeah, like British company, but they're selling Irish whiskey, um, which you can't call Irish whiskey, Irish whiskey if it's not made in Ireland. Oh, okay. That uh, makes so sense. So in fact, that happened as well. They had Irish whiskey aged and made in Ireland, and then they br- you know, took the finished product and put a name on it and called it that. Um, so yeah, concerning the, I guess I'm going through these, uh, these facts a little quicker than I've thought but we got time we got time it's all right um the the whiskey we're drinking today i think you know we have to imagine that it comes from uh people cashing in on the show peaky blinders Mm -hmm. and it's netflix popularity which is basically the show is a historical fiction drama based on what was once actually a real birmingham england gang uh, back in like around the first world war uh, it's a great show. Uh, Robbie and I and our wives actually started watching it together a few years ago, and it's probably one of my favorite shows of all time. It's very good. Um, I would highly recommend it, but I'm not one to like really push shows on people anymore. Not since, <laughs> not since the, the accident. incident. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not since Lost, basically. Oh. Um, but yeah, Saddlers doesn't call it uh, Peaky Blinders with an S, but rather they call it Peaky Blinder to avoid any, I'm sure, legal issues is what my assumption is. Uh, but it's got a picture of a cool gangster-looking guy on the bottle, so that makes it legit. It mm-hmm. is a blend of grain whiskey and single malt Irish whiskey, and the grain whiskey is technically Irish whiskey as well, and it's finished in a sherry cask. Um, do you remember, Robbie... Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a very hard uh, factoid of the podcast. Do you okay. remember the difference between single malt Irish whiskey and single grain Irish whiskey? So single grain is one grain. So it's what yeah. Is like a, yeah, okay. It's the only it's one of one them. one grain of barley. And single malt would be distilled from one mash bill, not blended. Am I right? No. Oh, okay. Um, but but you were and you were onto something. So so Hey single, Robbie, here's an opportunity to look like an idiot. Oh no. man. <laughs> you can you can throw one of these those at me one day. Um Well I might have one for no, you. No, I always Cole. did that with Adam and he would be like, I'm never gonna get this. <laughs> I got one for you later, actually. Yeah, that sounds Speaking good. Speaking of which, all right. Um so single grain. So the word single, if you see here, there's three types for the most part in well, there's four types. There's Single pot still, there is single malt, there is single grain, uh, and wait, I don't think they call it single grain, I think it's just grain whiskey, grain Irish whiskey, and then there's blended whiskey. So, mm-hmm. first, I'm just going to go through the two that are that are in this bottle. Um, single malt, in particular, is, uh, it needs to be 100% malted barley. It needs to be from one single distillery, and it needs to be distilled okay. in pot stills. Grain Irish whiskey is, at the most, 30% malted barley and is a mixture afterwards of either unmalted barley or other grains like corn, um, maybe wheat. Uh, but it needs to be uh, distilled in a column still as opposed to a oh. pot still. And it is also one single distillery in this case. Um, okay. And then, uh, so it actually has won a few awards and the awards, I don't know if it's on the bottle I'm drinking. I don't see it on the bottle I'm drinking, but on their website, they say this won uh, a few awards. It won silver 
in San, the in San Francisco International Spirits Competition. And so I was like, you know, I've heard of a lot of <clears throat> bottles winning silver at the San Francisco International Spirits Competition. That seems pretty cool, but what else got silver that year is one thing I wanted to look into. That's a good um, question. So at least 52 other Irish whiskeys won silver last year. <laughs> okay. So... so Including, but not limited to, Jameson Standard and The Sexton, <laughs> both of which we had on the podcast. Mm-hmm. And I, I can't say they were like stellar um, Irish whiskeys. They were good. Well, you know, I can drink them. But they're both very much like you guys have referred to before as like just kind of the fast food of whiskey, right? Like, it's, yeah. You, you're, I mean, product is, if there's any variance, going to be very minimal from bottle to bottle. For sure. Right? Yeah. So, mm-hmm. and, or year to year, correct? Uh, what do you mean? I mean, like, so oh, like, if I uh, buy a bottle of Jameson this year and I buy a bottle of five years, yeah. yeah. No, they should be exactly the same. Or at least they're aiming for so, exactly the So same. close that it's going to, I mean, like, you have to be have the world's best palate to decipher that, right? Yeah, exactly. So that's interesting that we get silver every, I mean, well, I like Jameson, so I guess, I mean, sure, why not? Yeah, yeah. And go it's, get but, your silver every year. Show up and get yeah, your silver. So, what I found out after looking at the San Francisco International Spirits Competition, uh, I thought it was a lot more legitimate, but this is one of those competitions where everyone gets a medal, basically. Okay. So, mm-hmm. of course, the worst thing you can get is a bronze medal, which is like Patty's Irish whiskey. One okay. bronze last year. <laughs> I think there were more silver winners than there were bronze winners this year. And actually, I can pretty much count on that um, okay. yeah so you know it's one of those type of awards and i just found that out uh, they do happen to do a best in show meaning only one bottle got it per category which mm-hmm. makes it more legit like this year it was um henry mckenna not henry mckenna yeah henry mckenna uh single barrel and okay. and that was kind of the big one and we're actually gonna have that on the podcast not too far from here um, but they, like I said, they give out medals to everyone. Um, the proof on this bottle we're drinking is 80 proof, 40% alcohol. Uh, the age, I have no idea. There's no clues that led me to anything except legally Irish whiskey needs to be a minimum of three years old in, in barrels mm-hmm. or casks. Uh, it is triple distilled, uh, which isn't always the case with Irish whiskey, but it is the case in most. It uh, makes it crisper, uh, usually a more, lot more clean uh, flavor. And then it is small batch, uh, which doesn't mean a lot in terms of standardization. It just means that it was probably smaller batch than a huge batch. Uh, there's no like, <laughs> there's no... Thanks uh, for that technical clarification. Well, it's, it's interesting because people say, this is a small batch whiskey. And I'm like, what does that mean? And they're like, well, yeah. there's no really numbers to prove anything. Yeah. Uh, so stuff like that. But yeah, total like wine price. The buzzwords. Uh, they don't sell it. Yeah, exactly. It's it's another buzzword. It's like um, what's another one like? Like uh, uh, all natural, where it's just like you have. Yeah. It's a carrot. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, they don't sell it in the U.S. They only sell it either in certain countries in Europe, or my wife got it online somehow uh, as a Christmas gift for me. So I was oh, like, cool, man. we'll put it on the show. Uh, yeah. But the price in UK is 25 pounds, uh, which is about 33 bucks US dollars. Okay. That's all I got. Uh, let's right. pop this open. All right. Let's Here goes see. the cork pop. Boop. <laughs> I was pouring mine as you did the pop, so hopefully it's not too overlapping. Yeah, I'm sure it'll be fine. All right. Oh, man. What you got? I go nuts for sherry butts. <laughs> I forgot about that. Don't give too oh, much away. No, it's a that is a like definitely just smell the finish on that. The the she it was a sherry butt, right? On the finish. Yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, tons of that. Tons of sherry. I'm only getting that. Yeah. Maybe like okay, fig Newtons. Catch that at all? <laughs> um, 
maybe I could see that a little bit of a darker, darker fruit for sure. Yeah, like basically just figs. But I got that. Yeah. You ever heard of? You remember? You ever hear of Matt King? M A C King. So. He's a magician. But uh, went and saw him this summer in Vegas, and he's hilarious. But one of his bits is he always pulls out fig newtons from his pockets, and <laughs> so he's pretty awesome. Is one of the better shows i've seen in vegas and it was that, it was great. i already know he's hilarious if he does that like oh, it was awesome that's all yeah. it takes for me to yeah. understand yeah yeah i'm mostly just getting that sherry that that wine finish on it yeah i mean i'm getting raisins figs and sherry for sure it's potent like it's very strong yeah uh, on those on those notes mm-hmm I can't get even alcohol smell. This is very yeah. forward with that with that sherry. Nice and sweet too. Nice pungent sweet smell. Yeah. Yeah, very sweet. Yep. Yeah. I'm gonna go for a little sip. Um one other thing to mention. Well, why don't you go for the sip? I'll talk about the color. It is uh on the verge of reddish. And that usually we'll see that in um sherry cast mm-hmm. finish, uh whiskey. Uh, you'll get that red tint from the actual like wine, the fortified wine that Sherry yeah. is. So a um, question for you. Do mm-hmm. they triple distill it at the end process or is that the beginning before they put it in the barrel? Yeah. Where does it always triple distilled before the barrel? Before yeah. the barrel. Okay. Mm-hmm. So gotcha. Does that make sense? Because I mean, typically your irises come out pretty yellowy, very light. So mm. to, then to go to get that finish, it would take on a lot of that color. So, yeah, mm. um, I'm getting I'm getting a lot of raisins. Like I just taste raisins on it. Like uh, that's it. Yeah, but it's good. It's really good. Um, it reminds me of yeah. Trader Joe's has like this raisin package, and it's got these big. I don't even know what kind of raisins they are, but these big red ones that are like oh nice, amazing. And that's what I'm getting here. It's a very delicious raisin mm-hmm. i mean it's insanely rich in that yeah. in that note um so much so that i wouldn't first glance if i didn't know what it was call it an irish whiskey i'd be like this seems like a no. blended yeah. scotch maybe mm-hmm. uh, that was highly sherry finished this kind of yeah. actually reminds me a little bit of glendronic oh, okay uh, in how raisiny it is mm-hmm. and i wouldn't say this one's as actually there is some like brown sugar behind this uh, it doesn't taste yeah. as like dense as glendronic and is like full-bodied as glendronic uh, but i'm getting like the raisin load that i would from <laughs> something like an 18 year glendronic yeah which is yeah px casks uh, which is pedro jimenez sherry yeah you know, Cole, when my kids can't use the restroom, I try to give them some raisins so they can have a raisin load as well. So <laughs> so that's another thing about this diet. I'm eating so much, uh, so much fiber, like fibery stuff that it yeah. is like, I've, yeah, I've never your pooped so much. Your, your bo- <laughs> yeah, I, I, thought you were, right there. I thought you were going to allude to it more, but you know, hey, all nope. right. Just get all straight right. down to business. <laughs> I could probably make a lot of puns while I'm at it. I'm like, yeah. like number two puns or something. That, like that. That You're might, really good at puns. This might be I'm a good, good one. To, this might be a good one to move on from. So, <laughs> but right. for the record, everyone, Robbie is really good at puns. I I find them fun. I don't know if anyone is actually good. I don't know if puns are a good thing, but they are fun. Yeah, they have could you, be fun. Have you added any water yet? Not yet. You? Yeah. Um. You know, it hasn't changed the nose much for me at all. Still a lot of, a lot of raisins, very sweet. Um, that port finish, or the sherry finish, I guess. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. That's right there. So, not, didn't change it too much. Yeah, it's, um, it's light to begin with. Um, you know, 80 proof. It's not too, too powerful. We just brought it below, like, legal whiskey uh, proofage. But it's about the same on the yeah. nose, at least. Yeah, I'm yeah. gonna go for a little bit of sip. Yeah, taste wise, like surprising. I mean, it, it didn't change much at all. It's definitely a little light. Um, I don't even want to say lighter. It's I don't know how to say it. it's lighter is a good word though. It spreads it out think, a bit. Yeah, I, yeah. It's it's not as 
straightforward as it was, but it yeah. I mean, really didn't change it much at all. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you. I, it didn't make it bad. That's for sure. I wouldn't say no, it's for better, sure. but it's, I'd say it's, it's about equal in my mind. Like, it's really not too much of a difference. Yeah, but it didn't like sometimes when you add like water, you'll get like a bitterness. There's zero bitterness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, no. There's zero unpleasantness. It's just a little lighter. And I put in like a few drops too, and I didn't have too much in the glass, and it's still not like bitter or anything. Yeah, same here. I think, you know, mm-hmm. it's it definitely spreads across my palate a little bit more. Like, I, yeah. I, I'm feeling it a little bit more and, you know, all across my tongue. But yeah, I'm about the same, which is kind of neat, kind of surprising. Kind of hubba yeah. what? Hubba what? Is it hubba what? I don't know, Cole. It just, it's just, you got to say it, man. It's okay, however it it's comes out. what? No. <laughs> um, so um, oh, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. So I, I just took a sip or I took a nose of the, so I have my second glass that I'm about to put uh, ice into, but it's so strong on the nose of raisins and yeah. figs and sherry and it's overwhelming almost. It's on the verge of overwhelming. Yeah, I, I, I could see how you could be overwhelmed by it. I think because it is strong, it's very forward, um, but... For me personally, I like it. I think this is something that you could, you know, if you have a friend who really likes wine, um, yeah. potentially you yeah. can give this to them and be like, yeah, I mean, because it, it really, it's just that finish is so strong. Good point. Yeah, a wine friend would probably dig this. So have you dropped a cube? I just did, yeah. And, okay, uh, what are you thinking? Nose is, yeah, muted, but still strong on raisins compared to the neat pour. Uh, yeah. It's, yeah, it's a little less, but it's still like, yeah. I will say, I think nose-wise, I like it better with the ice. Like it, yeah. it calmed it, it, like it calmed it down a little bit. Um, yeah, it's not as overwhelming. Yeah. Um, quick question. Mm. So what would you say the proofage was on this? 80 proof, so 40%. You, you know, now Cole... Do you know where the tr- the term proof comes from? I do not, actually. Oh, you don't? Why don't you take a guess and uh, uh, elaborate more on your uh, ignorance? Okay, cool. So here's my, uh, here's my <laughs> guess. Um, in England, or like in the UK, and I assume this is probably where they got a lot of um, the word proof. And I might be wrong, because actually on this bottle, it doesn't say like 80 proof. It says 40% by volume. But... In England, they say the word proof in regards to yeast. Hmm. Um, and I imagine, like they're saying, you know, let it prove, like the bread or whatever, or the cake or whatever they're working with. So I imagine it has to do with the level of fermentation. Um, but that might be wrong. But I'm very curious. Tell me. Okay, cool. Well, I'm glad that I had a question for you that you had to guess on. Um mm-hmm. So you may be right. That totally could be something where it came from. Because I assume, in general, um, you know, spirits are so ubiquitous across the globe that it's probably got a lot of different originations. But mm-hmm. from what I had read, I've been reading this book on rum and how it changed the world, mostly in America. But they would take, yeah. Um, so rum was like a huge currency for the navy, and mm-hmm. they would um, add gunpowder to it. And then they would hold a magnifying glass up to their rum, and if the gunpowder would ignite in the rum, it was proof that it was still high enough um, alcohol huh. content that it wasn't watered down too much because sailors would get like mutinous over their payment of rum being watered down. So it was proof that huh. it was still high proof. Yeah, it was high, yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I was, I've been dying to share that on the podcast, thinking about that all week. So anyway, I'm sure there's. No, I, I like mean, that one. But again, like liquor is so, I mean, there's, it's hard to say like, well, this is the first time this was distilled or that was. So I'm sure like it's happened somewhere else. But anyway, um, cube wise, what do you, what are you getting? Um, I mean, I can't really get past raisiny, um, a li- like the tiniest, tiniest thing of pear, uh, but it's just overwhelmed by raisins and figs. Yeah. But I would say it still was pleasant. 
uh, mm-hmm. with ice. Like there was no portion of this whiskey where I was like, Bleh, or like bitter <laughs> or like yeah. overwhelming. Like it was on the verge of overwhelming uh, yeah. with the raisins, but it was still good. Yeah. Um, and that's something to be said because it's rare we'll come across a whiskey that is pleasant in every portion yeah. of it. Like in it, whether it's neat or with water or with ice, um, usually at some point it drops off. No, it was still pleasant the whole time. Absolutely. So there's something to be said there, uh, but it is a little more muted than the with the water and, of course, than the ice. I mean, than the neat pour. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's good. Yeah. yeah what do you no. think? Uh, I'd agree. I think. Uh, I, I mean, if you don't like a sherry finish, this is not going to be your whiskey. Um, Absolutely. It's yeah. it's 100 percent there across all phases, which is interesting and it's nice. Um, I will say the ice uh, changed the mouth feel for me a little bit. Um, and I don't know if it's because it's, you know, I've had a, a couple, had an ounce or so already of, of the whiskey and that's just changing my, my, uh, taste buds in general, but, um, felt a little fuller with the ice, I think. Um, mm-hmm. it was nice. I think pretty much across the board taste wise, all the same, but I do like the mouthfeel of the ice. It was nice. So yeah, it's a good whiskey. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I dig it. I'm I'm gonna give it a rating. Um I I liked it. Mm-hmm. It was a low like it, yeah. to be honest. Um uh, it was better than a meh <laughs> uh, but it was a low like it. Um and I'd give it a six point four five. Okay. Sounds good. Yeah, I you know, I think it's one of those like this is this going to be an everyday kind of a pour? No, I think this is something I got to be in the mood for. It's got to hit, you know. It's definitely more of a dessert kind of a whiskey. Yeah. Um, and I was thinking about a six point seven. You know, it's good. Okay. You know, it's a it's not quite a hoy hoy, but it's a hoy. You know, <laughs> um, it's it's I think it's good, I, but I think it's you know it's definitely got a little niche for itself where. If you know someone who's, you know, goes nuts for sherry butts, this is their whiskey. Yeah. I think, you know, it's great. That is very true. Yeah. So, yeah, it was a good one overall. Yeah, I agree. Not great. You're right. Oh, what do you think? What do you think of um, this in a whiskey sour? Ugh. No, I can't. No. You wouldn't? No. No, Too raisiny? I I was. Yeah. I think it's just too sweet, you know, because you're willing to try it. Oh, I'll try anything. Yeah. Yeah. If you're handing but, uh, me something, I'll drink yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, I'll try. Yeah. I think so my personal preference on a whiskey sour is I like a cheap Irish. You know, I for whatever reason it's that's my favorite way to go, but I think this just gets too sweet. I'm not a huge fan of bourbons used in whiskey sours because I feel like they're too sweet and you're already adding a lot oh, of really? sweetness to it. Oh, yeah. I love the sweetness in a whiskey sour. Well, yeah, I you know, I do too, but I feel like I mean you're adding, you know, a like a two to one ratio yeah, sugar, but, with the yeah. sugar and that it just gets too sweet for me. So I, I don't like something super sweet. I like something, um, that has kind of like that. that Cause I feel like you have to go something a little cheaper. That's got kind of like the, um, uh, just that cheap whiskey, the cheap alcohol burn. So yeah, I'm going yeah. to go for this. I think, you know, maybe even I'd go for, you know, it's not scotch, but I, I would go for maybe for like a Manhattan with this. I think that would be really good. That'd be interesting. Yeah, yeah I'd try like it. Mixing a little vermouth with this sherry finished uh, mm-hmm. Irish. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, one way to find out. Yeah. I'll be. I'll, we'll be down there. We'll be in uh, the Arizona area later. We'll have to figure it out. Have we talked about this on the podcast that you guys are also coming down here? I think we might have mentioned it. Yeah, we yeah. probably did. But I'm yeah. stoked. Yeah, it's gonna be no, great. I took, I'm taking excited. some days off work for it. It's gonna be. It's gonna be a blast. It is super excited. Wife's gonna be in at a conference all day and yeah. gonna hang out with Cole all day. And then you know you have to come to the resort and we'll just relax. It'll be nice. Yeah, hundred percent down. Yeah, yeah, that sounds amazing. Awesome. All right, so I think it is time for the next portion of our show. Do you wanna? Do you wanna uh, introduce it? It's everybody's third favorite portion of Chill Filter Podcast. <laughs> it's which whiskey would you choose? <laughs> Wait, so, are we doing uh, Whiskey World News first? That's right. It's everybody's first favorite <laughs> portion of the podcast. It's Whiskey World News.
All right. So this is the part of the show where we... Uh, see, it's funny because Adam always makes fun of us because I haven't introduced it yet. And look what happens when I introduce it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think I did that my first time, too. It was like... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you're fine. No, I didn't. I didn't freeze up. I just went completely wrong on it. So, no, that's right. great. No, it's so perfect. This, this is the portion of the show where we uh, read a whiskey-related article and we talk about it, and uh, in no way, shape, or form take any credit for it. Uh, this week's one comes from the Whiskey Advocate, and it's written by our fourth, third favorite author. Who's that, Cole? Is it Coombs? I don't know who. It is. <laughs> it's not Nino Marchetti. It's Zach oh, uh, Costro. Chuck Cowdery? No, it's Zach, Zach Costro. So you, see, you, just, oh, you totally, just named totally. one, two, and three right there. So this might be a yeah. fourth. Yeah. All right. So anyway, this is called You Can Age Forever with Your Favorite Whiskey Thanks to This Bourbon Barrel Urn. Whiskey lovers longing to spend eternity steeped in the aroma of their favorite spirit can do just that. Thanks to the forever aging urn, a small cast made from the whiskey-soaked wood of bourbon barrels. Designed specifically to hold the ashes of the dead, further moistened by a drop or two of their dram of choice. (laughs) The forever aging urn was designed by William Elam, a retired attorney and native Kentuckian who ironically isn't big on bourbon. And I find this the most like divisive part of the whole article. Yeah. I I enjoy a strawberry daiquiri around the pool, he says. (laughs) (laughs) Bourbon itself is a little hard of a little strong, but Elam nevertheless enjoys the heady aromas of bourbon that waft over from nearby distilleries to the backyard of his Frankfurt home. In the heart of bourbon country, I can frequently smell the mash. If I inhale deeply, the wind is right. Elam says, it's a beautiful flavor. How awesome does that sound, though? That sounds amazing, especially like when out- Buffalo Trace is the big one. Oh, hanging out in your backyard, you can just smell the mash. Oh, man. Oh, that'd be great. And then you enjoy your strawberry daiquiri. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> in late 2018, Elam was musing over the fact that bourbon must be aged in new charred oak containers, leaving a lot of perfectly good barrels in search of new uses. His entrepreneurial, entrepreneurial spirit kicked in, spurring him to devise how they might be given a second life as urns. I'm 77 years old, so I think about things like this. Elam says, I'm going to croak. All of us are. So what will be done wow. with our ashes? I intend to be cremated, but I have looked at various urns and said, why be sitting on a mantle somewhere in a fancy vase at a couple of generations from now and no one would care about? Um, he goes on to say, The trademark forever aging urns, which measures 8.5 inches by 6 inches with a 3 liter volume, are made of white oak and manufactured by, by a Virginia-based cooperage. They're available for wholesale purchase, but only by funeral homes and crematories. Wow. Bogard LeBlanc says the urns sell for retail about $250 with the option of adding a personalized engraving brass plate for an additional twelve ninety five, Along with ashes, a bit of whiskey, or any spirit can be splashed inside, giving comfort to the deceased, Elam says. Um, I was thrilled, Bogard LeBlanc says, of the barrel urns. Auspicious start, especially considering that in the funeral business, it's tough to predict what will sell. Typically, sales are pre-need or at-need. A whiskey fan might seek to prolong her final sip by investing in a forever aging urn, or a family might buy one after the death of their old granddad, loving granddad. This is more specific to someone's unique taste than anything else we, will, we sell. She adds, we have some urns that are extremely traditional, but this one's definitely a celebration of life. It's lighthearted, which is why I think it's selling so well. So Cole, my question for you is, do you have a grandfather named Yamazaki? No, um... <laughs> It says the old granddad loving granddad, and I thought, oh, that's kind of fun. But is this? I don't know. What are your thoughts? What do you think about this? I. It's funny. I did. I. I didn't read the whole article, but I did see this in my news feed, and um, and I told Heather about it. And we had a a friend of ours that was near us while we were talking about it, and Heather's like, really? Like they're doing that with people, and um, and she said are you serious Cole about the thing that you want done when you die and I'm like I am as serious as I ever was so mm-hmm. a side note real quick is that Heather says what what do you want to do like do you want to be buried do you want to like be cremated and I'm like no Heather here's what I want to happen 
Um, and I probably wouldn't like this would be the second best um, option besides uh, or the the barrel, like the little oak barrel probably be the second best option. But my way I want to be remembered is I want them to char me down, like uh, definitely um, do some of that cremation stuff, but like collect all the ashes. And uh, and basically I want those ashes to be compacted so much so all the carbon turns into graphite and then they turn that graphite into pencil lead Pencils. and then people write <laughs> math with me <laughs> and I will be forever turned into math. That's pretty funny. Yeah. So I'm hoping that Heather can, um, you know, get stuff together to be able to handle that when I pass. So, so my mother-in-law, she always says that she wants her ashes turned into a diamond, which I guess is a thing. Um, yeah. And jokingly, I would always say to her, like, you've seen Fight Club, right? Heck yeah. Okay. So before I die, I want to get super big. I want to be like body mass index 100. I don't know, whatever it is, high as it can go. When I die, I want all my fat taken out and turned into bars (laughs) of soap, which are handed (laughs) out at the front of the funeral. And everyone goes home with a little bit of Robbie, you know? That's great. That's, yeah. So, you know, like when people say like, I want to be turned into a diamond, you know what the next, the stage below diamond is in terms of carbon compactedness is graphite. Is it? Oh, is it really? Mm -hmm. That's interesting. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I'm only, I'm one step easier than a diamond. Mm -hmm. A little less pressure. (laughs) That sounds good. But I think if I didn't do that, I probably still wouldn't go into a uh, oak barrel. But I would if you aged whiskey in me, just for the sake of aging. (laughs) No one's gonna drink that. Um, Oh gosh, I just got—I just vomited a little bit in my mouth by you saying (laughs) age whiskey in me. Like that's okay. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So I think no, I like the idea. I like it a lot. I think uh, you know. I think. Um, you know, my dad had a favorite whiskey and since his passing, you know, um, I'll drink it during at certain times, but I think it'd be kind of cool. You know, you have the, the, uh, barrel of, you know, whatever your dad's favorite whiskey was or your favorite, you have your favorite, you know, whiskey of yourself and, uh, (laughs) it's in your bar, you know, your, your kids can have it in their bar and, you know, they, they, you know, take a drink and cheers to you, you know, the same, same drink that's in the same barrel you're living in dying in dead really in. you would let people drink it or is that a joke well no 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 no. i'm just saying i'm like okay. <laughs> it's a similar barrel you know like oh i gotcha you know yeah. if old granddad is your barrel and it's an old granddad or your drink i gotcha you know, that yeah, way like it's like honor it's full yeah in honor so it's like full circle you're drinking the same thing that your dad's ashes are in i guess i don't know i i yeah, kind of like gotcha. the idea i think it's kind of cool but seriously yeah. you know i read the article i'm like really strawberry daiquiris and you live in like the heart of like yeah in Frankfurt country yeah Yeah. but you know what that that's probably better because it just means more more whiskey for us right yeah yeah exactly hey cool and uh uh uh-huh is it time for our third favorite segment now i think it's time for our third favorite segment do you want to introduce it (laughs) didn't i already yeah, but you could do it again. <laughs> for the reels this time? All right, for it's time for third favorite segment. Which whiskey would you choose? All right. So I have the scenario this week, and I, I've been thinking about this one for a few weeks, but I'm like, maybe I'll just save it for a good one. It's nothing too crazy, uh, but it is very telling uh, about who we are and about maybe what you guys should think um, if you're not well-informed of this category. And the category is... Uh, less so a scenario, more so just a, just a situation. I guess it's okay. not a situation, but, um, this one is what whiskey would you choose under $30 and it has to be a bourbon under and 30. Some of your options be might be like, uh, what's that? I just said under 30 and a bourbon. Yep. So yeah, like you might get like four roses, Buffalo Trace. Uh, I'm going to leave Eagle Rare out of this because it's around 30. Usually it's a little more. Um, and so, yeah, you'll get Woodford Reserve. You'll get Buffalo Trace, Four Roses, uh, you know, Old Granddad. Um, what's another one? Uh, uh, like Jim Beam. Uh, mm-hmm. Jack Daniels. Uh, but Jack Daniels is not a bourbon, even though it theoretically is. It is a Tennessee whiskey. So we're going to take that one off the table. 
Um, and yeah, right. anyone stand out that you're just like, yep, that's my one. So it's funny you say this because um, I had a, you know, I, I ran out. I typically Eagle Rare is kind of my go to, mm-hmm. um, you know, daily sipper kind of a thing. I didn't have anything. I was, uh, I had a doctor's appointment today, so I was off work. And I, um, between appointments, there was a liquor store on the way. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Had about 30 bucks in my pocket. And I was like, you know what? I need to, I need to grab something real quick. Nice. So I stopped and I, you know, I've never really purchased it, but um, I did today. Usually if I get four roses, I get the small batch, which I, mm-hmm. is like, you know, from a couple weeks ago, you know, I, it's one of my picks. It's my go-to to take to a party to kind of give out to friends. I had a friend, uh, Sean and Pam Smart, this week had a baby. It was my, you know, I was like, I was like, Chelsea, can I get him a bottle? And she's like, yeah. So I got him that. Um, never really had just the Four Roses uh, bourbon Kentucky straight, um, just the regular one. I picked it up for, I think it was like $20, twenty-one dollars $22, something like that. Uh-huh. Um, and so I popped it open today, had it, and I'm like, you know what? It's, it's solid. It's definitely a good bourbon. It's definitely um, sweeter. And it's not as spicy or full body, but I'm like, you know what? It's cheaper than Eagle Rare for sure. Um, yeah. You know, it's one of those things where, and it's on every shelf I can find. So I'm like, that, that's probably where I would go. Yeah. Yeah. Like for under, thir- under 30, that's where I'm going. Yep. What about you, Cole? So I recently, with Bourbon Charity, did a 30, or uh, not 30 under 30, um, we did five different ones, blind tasted or blind tested, uh, mm-hmm. to see which one was best. And I believe it was Jim Beam, oh. uh, Woodford, Buffalo Trace. And this wasn't my, okay. this wasn't the order. This, this is just the order. Okay. I was, um, like, I was surprised. Okay. Yeah. So Jim, um, Buffalo Trace, Four Roses, Woodford Reserve, and uh, I want to say like Wild Turkey. Okay. Uh, I might be wrong. And, uh, and I actually, I was expecting to choose Buffalo Trace because I, I mm-hmm. do love that one. But there was a very close, like almost tie. Uh, but one did take the cake and it was actually Woodford Reserve. Oh, okay, I yeah. blind tasted yeah. Woodford Reserve being number one. And I got to say, it's very good. It's got a lot, in terms of the under 30 selection, mm-hmm. has a lot of full bodiness. And uh, yeah, it's very good. Oh, man. I'm gonna so lose. So I, I still haven't bought a bottle since. You just convinced me. I'm voting for you and not for me. Gosh. Cool. Why? You, I 100% agree. I didn't even think of Woodford Reserve. I love Woodford. It's a good you know, one. I, I don't typically buy it just because, I, I don't know. I, I'll usually go like Eagle Rare or something like that for sure. Like I've seen. Yeah. Or like all, a Buffalo Trace will be, kind of be my go-to. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Woodford is a good good pick. Solid. I like that. Yeah. So that's the one I'm going with. Oh, what were the results from last week? Don't worry uh, about did that. Did we get a winner? We no, we didn't. Actually, this is the first we have not gotten a winner. So you're still in the we lead. We had a tie. Here. We had a tie. Fifty percent. Fifty percent. Wasn't um, like five and five or something like that. Something like that. Yeah. Which yeah. that says right there. We we need to hear more people. Uh, yeah. More Join people's in, thoughts peeps. on that. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, yeah your story on Wednesday. So Balvaney twelve and going to see Frightened Rabbit uh, tied with. Um, what was yours again? Oh shoot! It was uh, uh, Smash Elijah Pumpkins Craig. and Elijah Craig Barrel Proof. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So those two tied. Um, although, and we had one comment. It was uh, "Will travel for bourbon." Yeah, he says he's taking. Uh, what was it? Chris oh, Cornell man. and uh, he's going to see Soundgarden, and he's taking uh, Booker's. Booker's, so thought, yep. yeah, and I thought, yeah. That's that's a, I like that. That's good. I like that a lot. So, um, yeah. Yeah, we'll talk. Yeah, that was a good pick. I, you know, would go. I would definitely go see a, a Soundgarden show and drink some Booker's with you. So, holy cow, <laughs> that would be amazing. Yeah, that's, that's another pour one out for the homie moment. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah. anyway, so yeah, uh, this Wednesday we'll put it up on Instagram and Facebook. You know, we'd love to. Hear, like, honestly, I think my favorite thing is when people comment. I'm like, oh, I wouldn't even thought of that. Like, even just here, where Cole's for like, sure. I'm going with a reserve. I'm like, oh, why didn't I think of that? You know, like. So I totally expect next week Cole's going to blow it out of the water and have have the win yeah. there. But yeah, no, you convinced me. I'm I'm not even voting for my own man. So that's um, yeah, all good. And can I be honest too? I'm a little disappointed. Yeah. I was a little sad because I even pulled in some bigger guns. For, um, I'm part of like I'm in a Facebook 
group called uh, Frightened Rabbit Recognition. So it's all uh-huh. these Frightened Rabbit fans, and I posted, and I was like, hey, if you guys could give us a little bit of, you know, give the Balvaney 12 a little bit of love with the Frightened <laughs> Rabbit. And I had, and like two of, like you would have won, had an, I think I had two or three people show up, and like they voted for it. So that was awesome. But uh, yeah, hey. so you would have won otherwise, Cole. But, uh, you know, some Frabbit showed up and, and voted. So Hey, I'll take it. You I'll got take it. A tie here, man. <laughs> so, so what do you think we should? I'm, I'm looking. I'm gonna pull up my list. What do you think our next episode should be? Um, I'm thinking I'm maybe for, an American. Um, I've I, I've been really looking forward to that Yellowstone. I don't know, but if there's something yeah. else you want to do, I'm good with. So, let's do Yellowstone. That's a new distillery, or not a new? It's new to the podcast distillery. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm very okay with that. So yeah, next right. next week we'll be drinking Yellowstone Limited Edition Nine Year. It's a bourbon, uh, and it's a weeded bourbon. And so okay. we'll get into more of that next week, of course. Uh, but I'll, I'll look forward to that one for sure. I do enjoy yeah. some good weeded action, especially the eight plus year range. Mm-hmm. So I've, yeah. I've been seeing so, it on my shelves a lot, and I've been like tempted to buy it. So I'm, I'm very interested in trying it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think it'll be good. And this was a uh, Caleb Olson joint. Yeah. He sent this one in. And uh, yeah, we appreciate that, Caleb. The Bourbon Badger at The Bourbon Badger on Instagram. Um, anything else, Robbie, before we uh, close it on down? No, I'm good, man. It was just, it was good hanging out and drinking and talking, man. So, I'm always down. Yeah, good yeah, times. I agree. Yeah, seriously. So, uh, listeners, we'll see you next time. Uh, we uh, appreciate you guys listening, and always appreciate just those who uh, spread the word and uh, get the show uh, even more uh, exposure. So, we're always grateful for that. But I hope you enjoyed. I hope uh, we'll see you next week, and I hope that our love of spirits lifted yours. Mm-hmm.